Comedy Pods proudly presents Garrett Teitelbaum. It's nice to see he's working. It's real hey. It's real easy when you're by yourself to start to forget about all the reasons you're not with that person. It's yes, real, the fuck it is. It's real easy it to is. get into that. Like, it is. All of the bad stuff isn't in your face anymore. It's not in your living right. room. It's not in your life on a day-to-day basis. And you might have a little conversation like, hey... You're like, wait a minute, wait, hey, wait, wait. It's usually, uh, usually nights. Of course, you know, isn't that when we all get lonely? Yeah, the nights. Mind, mind gets uh, when I got a, some type of pain, and I wish I had somebody to rub my foot or something, or my mm-hmm. back, or my shoulder. And um, I tell you what did happen to me a couple weeks ago. I was in Family Dollar, and a song that we used to play came on and I teared up and I was like, oh, you punk ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad and so emotional. And then I opened that damn door. I did. I was the one who reached out like, <laughs> and texted heard. like, fuck. What was the song? Because uh, I think music's such a trigger for so many parts of your life. When whether it's a person it connects to or a certain age when you first heard it. I'm going to tell you what song it was. Uh, it's a great song, too. It really is. It's a very good song. And he introduced me to the song. Um, wait a minute. Now I have to find it. It was Let It Go by James Bay. Okay. And, yeah. You're walking into CVS. It's on the overhead music Fucking like, family dollar. Yeah. And I was just like, no. <laughs> and the lady was like, you still want this stuff? And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. You know what I mean? Like, now I look crazy as hell. Because I, you know, she don't know what the fuck's going on. And I'm having a little emotional episode. You know, at the same time, I'm trying to uh, talk to other dudes. And that's not really working out. Sure. It, so I just, what I've found out is that um, it's easier to be by myself for a while because I'm also not like a, you know, just a bouquet of roses to well, d- be with. You got you kids know. to worry about too right now in your life still, don't you? Yeah. 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 So it's very difficult, I think, to be able to start something new when you can't even give yourself enough of your own energy. Yes. Yeah, so Doesn't I'm it like, feel like? Uh, it's it's kind of... My son's 22, my daughter's 11, Okay, you know, and it's very important that they, they like the person, you know. Absolutely. And when they don't, it, it, uh, it makes it a little, it's, it doesn't make it a little difficult. It is difficult and you have to make a decision. You got to get out, you know, and that's a bummer for anybody who has kids. Then on top of that, being a comedian, it's not a female comedian anyway, um, I don't know. We don't really have. I've yet to meet anybody who really had a real successful. A couple people. Sure. T. Rowe. That's the only person I know right now, who has a great relationship with his, you know, his wife, and she's very supportive because you have to have somebody who is supportive, not somebody who wants to be bigger than you when they come and they ain't even fucking performing like we go through that they want to be seen they want to be in all the pictures they want this and that and you know they're not really supporting you they're there for themselves it because yeah and what they think that you're going to bring this is an avenue to get me into certain rooms right certain conversations right right and um 
uh, or I find that yeah, I've had that. I've had, but my my biggest supporter on my is my kids. So my son goes a lot of places with me. Ed, Ed Bagley just told me that my son needs a girlfriend because. He's with me too much. I He's said. coming out to too many shows. Yeah. I was like, you know what? It may be. You got to find something else for your Friday, Saturday yeah. nights. I mean, I got <laughs> hang girls I hang with sometimes. Like, you know, other female comedians. I'm trying to, like, really get that going to, um, you know, have a life outside of comedy for myself. But You got to have something to talk about while you're up there, ultimately. And if yeah. all you're doing is comedy night in and night out. You can't be that relatable at some no, point. Yeah, I, I like, you know, doing stuff with other people, but I do like hanging with my son a lot because I'm comfortable. I'm at, you know, I'm at peace, and he makes me laugh. He's very funny. He's just like me, so it's like hanging out with me, but he's he got balls. It's almost like a writing partner. You're just yeah. riffing together. He's hilarious. Like we was when talking, you're at your most natural. <laughs> we was just watching this guy ride a bike. It was a black guy, but he looked like a drug dealer. Like, you know, it was like, we were talking about how, because he stopped. He just, he's like, man, his dad ain't really teach him how to ride a bike good. And I don't know where he <laughs> thought of that at, but it looked right. So when we both looked at the guy, he looked at us as if he wanted to say, what the fuck was y'all looking at? But he didn't say it. So we're laughing. Um, and the whole way here, <laughs> we're talking about, you know, how he, he going to throw the bike down and he's going to call somebody. <laughs> like, man, come get me. He's going to call like his one of his women. And she gonna be like, "What happened?" I'm like, "Man, I got into it with these motherfuckers down here. Man, they tried to kill me." But that's not what happened. Like, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> it's all from his perspective, yeah. right? He just can't really ride the bike good, but he did. Oh my god, man! I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Joining me on the podcast today, Samantha Bentley. Yes. Episode one seventy five. I realized I didn't do a formal intro. We're just riffing and talking. One seventy five. I've been at this three years now. That's great. Every week we put out conversations. It's called It's Nice to See He's Working. I give you an official button. Thank you. Take that. You can give one to your son if he's a button man. He's I'm not, but sharing I'm the life. Too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, got, I got some made up that say it's nice to see he's button because that made me laugh. <laughs> I got a smaller limited run of those at the house. That's uh, dope. I give that out to the guests. But we've been doing this. Yeah, every week I try to talk to Pittsburgh comedians, actors, actresses directors, people that are trying to hustle and figure out how they balance doing what they love doing with making enough money to survive here wow. in Southwest Pennsylvania. That's hard. It is. And it's, you know, a fortunate opportunity when you get to do it long enough that you can can work with some of the premier people in this town. I was lucky last night. You mentioned Ed Bailey. I stopped uh, up at the drinking partner show for Tim Ross's album taping. Uh, um, and I saw the previous night you were on a show with Ed and he tweeted something complimentary that uh, he had to follow Samantha Bentley. Yeah, that was fun. FML. I don't think, I don't know why I think um, Ed Bailey's really great. And Ed Bailey is really funny. And uh, a lot of people say that to me, like, I don't want to follow you. And, uh, I mean, I it's one of the ultimate compliments a comic can give somebody else. That it is. You've done so well that how I don't could think I of myself that way, though. That? Sure. I just be like, I mean, okay. Like, you know, but I've had hard times following people, too. I mean, they might not have known it, but I right. have. Like, oh, shit, I can't fuck around. I got to get on my shit. Like, you know, and I like that. I like, I like, I think that when I come around, people look at me like that. So they, they, do a lot better than probably they would have done before 
because mm-hmm. they think of me like that, and then I'll do the same thing. Um, but I'm always there just to have a good time with everybody and be in their company. Like, I don't even think I'm, you know, better than anybody. I just, you know, I just want to be a good me, and yep. I hope that I make it so I have an opportunity to, you know, display Pittsburgh and then bring Pittsburgh people with me. That's right. my goal, for real, for real. One thing both you and Ed do very well is appear to be so conversational, off the cuff, first time thoughts for everything that you're doing up there, yeah. that it feels so seamless from off stage to on stage personality, where I feel like a lot of comedians, at least early on here in the local scene and probably nationally in other scenes, struggle to get out of the, this is my act and I'm doing my act and these are the prepared jokes, Whereas you, I think, enjoy and thrive in those moments where it's unexpected. You get a real genuine response out of that audience <laughs> member yeah. and you can fully play with that person or I in that did moment. It. I, I, um, when I first started out, I sucked anyway. I sucked bad and I, um, I tried to be like that, like uniformed and write stuff and everything. And um, I thought that's the way I had to be. And once I stepped out of that and I was by, just did me, then I was, I found out I was better at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to want to be like other people in the beginning. Like, uh, I used to want to be like Rich Power or Samore or Monique. And then I just realized, like, you know, I can't get nowhere being like them. They are them already. Yeah. Like, you know that that I mean? spot got filled. I'm, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's too late now. But um, I, um, really did try to like write stuff and stick to that and practice it and I don't know but I do have I need to get back to that part of it but I do do really well and I really do enjoy your correct and that um just really talking shit I do that's like <laughs> my favorite thing yeah. I got places that I go like barbershops just to do that like that, that's how much fun that is to me. Right. Well, and you talk about having that sort of dynamic with your son where it's just cutting up and having a good time. Yeah. That's those sorts of moments. Those that's, are my favorite. Yeah, those are some of my most favorite times. Um, is uh, when it's natural. There's no way to plan for it. And no. the joke is there conversationally. The universe creates it. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> when, um, me and his uh, dad, we, we were just uh, trading the dozens on him the other day because my son likes... Um, he like juicy women. He like big women. Sure. Right? Who can blame him? And, uh, yeah, I don't blame him. You know, <laughs> they're cute. Like, you know, but he just like big women. We tease him about that, right? So um, his father, he was like, yeah, you know, we was talking about women. And I said, oh, you going you to get you some ladies? You know, they were like, no. And I was like, well, uh, he said he can, you know, he'll let his, he'll let our son have some of his ladies because they old. And I was like, oh, you can take some of his. He was like, no, not them big. <laughs> you know, but uh, I do that. I, I can also bring that type of that type of spirit out of people, out of conversation, just that goofy side. My 11-year-old is extremely goofy. She brings a lot of goofy stuff out of me, too, like um, that I forgot about. Like, you know, just being carefree, goofy, like farts, stupid shit. Yeah, little the kid you know, game. Kid game. Um, yeah. I'll, at any moment with her, I'll be painting or doing makeup just it doesn't matter whatever you know putting stickers on my face and you know that's very important to have that I, I'm, I'm glad that even if I wasn't able to make people laugh 
that I have the ability just to laugh, period, and laugh at myself. Because some people ain't that the best don't feeling? Don't have that, yeah. Because if you don't enjoy what you're doing, whether it's on stage or off stage, mm. then you are doing the wrong stuff because you're the only person you spend all your time with. You got to make yourself laugh. You, you definitely got, do. You got to hope that you're, if you were in the audience, some out of body experience, you would be your favorite comic. Yeah. You know who I just um, went to see? I, I'm looking forward to seeing T Rope. He's coming up. And when I went to go see Aaron Clapper, sure. I laughed so fucking. Aaron is an asshole. <laughs> he said, Jesus knows. <laughs> he kept saying, Jesus knows my heart. But it was his hand motions, the way he was doing his hands. <laughs> I wish I could see my hands. But it was so funny. Like, so now I'll, I'll inbox Aaron and say, Jesus knows. <laughs> like, I enjoy doing that. And um, um, it is so nice to just watch, sit back and watch other comedians. I love to do that. Like, I like to sit and watch people perform uh, almost as much as I love performing. Absolutely. Because I do love to laugh. I, I love it. I liked, um, who else did I go see? I went to go see D-Ray. And I had a chance to see this guy called, it's the Polish comic, oh man, what is his name? Ray. Zawadny. No, he's not from Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Anyway, he he opened up for D-Ray. Got you. So he's a white guy, right? So D-Ray, the crowd was like black, you know? So a lot of times with black crowds, like we are very tough. It's a tough crowd. Especially when it's a white comedian, you know, they want to look all sour face, but you fucking paid to get in here. What is the point? Like, you know, that's a very annoying. Yes. It really is. It is. That like, show me what you got sort of an attitude instead yeah. of like, we're a team. Come on. We're like, here come to have on, fun. guys. Like, we came to have fun. Like, they'll talk and God damn it. So. Man, that dude was so goddamn funny. Me, it was me, Sean McCarthy went, and we laughed for <laughs> the whole time. My stomach hurt so bad. By the time that guy and D-Ray got done, like I was just like, wow. I was really amazed. What I did realize, though, watching them is that um, I definitely got to polish my game up. Sure. Yeah, isn't that's that what another it, thing? When that you're I on a lineup and you get to work with some of the best mm -hmm. people in town, when you get to go to shows and see people right. when they come through, it it should inspire you to work harder and it, look at it instead of yeah. as a why does this person have something and why don't I no. have this? It's what can I do? What are they doing right instead of what it's am so, I doing wrong? It's so beneficial. Like I've been watching a lot of um, documentaries. Oh, I got a cold. Eat my allergies, man. My roommate got a cat. She has two cats. I got two cats for the last Them year. Cats yeah. is fucking me up. Yeah, I, I swear to God, I got cat hair. I ate cat hair a couple nights ago. I swear <laughs> to God, like I was eating my noodles at the bottom bowl. I said, "What the fuck?" Anyway, that's off the subject. But I like um, watching uh, people from like their beginnings. Just sometimes, some some comedians it's hard to find their early stuff. Early out, yep. and then it's just watching how like okay how they got better. Um, like I noticed. Uh, Sometimes, like, when I'm in my mode, I talk real fast, so I don't give time for... I'll talk through laughs. Yeah. A lot of people pause, you know. So it's I, about like, finding that, that rhythm to like, in, let them enjoy it. Yeah, like, oh, okay, Sam, you got to slow it up. Stay in that pocket. And, you know, I've been watching a lot of that to see, okay, 
how could you incorporate that with yourself and I do really enjoy it like um, I watched um, about Rodney Dangerfield uh, Rodney's great and didn't realize that wasn't his real name all these years I sure. didn't know that and um, it was very sad but it was very inspirational because he never stopped and he you know he went through a lot of stuff his childhood was really bad and it just amazes me also about comedians like some of the most talented and funny people have come from the most disastrous backgrounds and they be so riddled with like pain but they have been given this gift to just bring people joy and not i had brought that up on facebook like you know how many people suffer from depression this shit gets nerve-wracking because yeah. i even that shit bothers me i hate when i'm in depressed mode i'm like yo what the fuck you can't like it's annoying you know when it's you're annoying down. when you're down yeah. like you know and, and it is more so because it's like if you are known to be a comedian or just a person even if you're not a comedian if you're just known to be that person that's always smiling and happy it's like you can't have a day off right you know, you come around people and they're like, well, what's wrong? You're not laughing. You're like, I just want to be quiet. They don't just, expect that. Like, what? I think people, it, it takes a very certain type of person to go out and get validated through laughter to feel like that's what they need to do when most human beings have no interest in getting up and doing any public speaking at all, much right. less <laughs> being expected to be that right. entertainment class clown for 15, 20, 30 an hour. Right. To, to be able to not only want to do it but want to fine-tune it and get better at it and try to figure out what that code is to make other people happy yeah i think that takes a very specific kind of human being to want to do this that's dope i don't know dope. i like that i like how you said it i like that made me feel good about what i want to do thank you very much i think Gary. we're all we are, we're all a little depressed i think all people yeah. in comedy are and you're trying to fill some sort of a, a joy in somebody else to give them some alleviation from whatever's bringing them down. Yeah, cause like that's the that's to do something outside of yourself is one of the like the greatest pleasures I've ever had. Yeah, to help somebody else. So that's that that's really good, and especially if you can like really, you know, make somebody laugh or bring some joy to somebody's day or whatever. Um, that's awesome to do. A lot of people don't want to take the time out to do that. No. You know, you want to satisfy yourself first and whoever whoever else, maybe, you know. Well, and I think they're the, the certain kind of person who wants to bring people with them is a different mindset than that kind of a, a human being. Mm -hmm. Where you're like, I want to I want to do well because it makes Pittsburgh look good. And I can bring Pittsburgh with me when I succeed. Well, yeah. So I know you're doing uh, three women, one mic in Cleveland coming up in a few weeks. Yes. Uh, we're doing that on the 7th. We're going to go out, promote it, and then... On the 21st, we had a show. I'm very excited about that. Um, we work with two great ladies, Tracy Williamson and uh, Sean McCarthy. And what was great about that is all of us are different. We're not the yeah. same. Um, I would be like the most ratchet. All of us envelope, are... <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay, so if you do the Chris Rock joke, like they're black people, <laughs> I'm the N-word. Like that's... <laughs> and I'm laughing <laughs> because we tease each other about that, but... Tracy is very, she's a very business professional type of person. Sean McCarthy is, she has that ability, but, you know, if if needed to be, but you have, there's a couple buttons you might got to push her for her to be, to come outside of herself. Me, I'm the loudest one and 
You're starting at an 11. Yeah. And it's yeah, going to get just, up to 20. You know, it's, <laughs> I don't know how God, by God's grace, I get past and can get a job. But um, <laughs> it's nice working with them because we're all different. And like, um, like for example, Tracy, I mean, Tracy has been doing comedy for over four years. Sean McCarthy, um, she has a couple months in like, I want to say eight or nine months. Sure. Um, and that's pretty cool. So it's cool for her to watch her work on stuff or we talk about certain things or different jokes. She writes a lot. I like to watch her. She definitely writes a lot and um, definitely tries to prepare. And we push her to come out of her shell. Well, in the format of the show being audience suggestions uh -huh. and getting to play in that space, yeah. you can only be so prepared. Yeah. So it forces that sort yeah, of Yeah, it makes her because Sean is very uncomfortable with like... Um, <laughs> and we found that shit funny too. Crowd work. So Tracy be like, well, you have to do it, Sean. <laughs> you just have to. And I'll say some shit like, man, it's just cool. You can think like, we say the same thing, but we say it very different. <laughs> and then Sean, what happens is we'll go to these events and Sean, she'll get a little bit tipsy because she's trying to work them nerves off. I'm like, Sean, you're okay. You can do it. Trust me. Just whatever. The, you know what I mean? You know, because we, when we talk, it's like you're talking to me, you know, but and she'll get it. And then next thing you know, the show will be like, great. I love that. And I never thought that I would like to do anything where I'm with two other people. Yeah. You know. Sharing um, the, well, because you had done sketch, I read it when you, uh, you were just in the newspaper a few weeks back. Yeah. I used to do it off the grill. Yeah. And that was totally different. Like, um. Kind of preformed characters, less imp, I mean, improvising when you're yeah. filming it. And uh, Howie D. Mack was the, like the producer of that. So, you know, he would come up with the concept. I might have a few, but the, most of the stuff, the things that there were skits were things that he thought about. We had to act this out and this, that, and the third. So that was like totally different. But to sit up there, you know, with those ladies and they have uh, subjects, I do like that because I don't ever know what people are going to say. Because there's always going to be a few audience members who have had a few too many drinks before they got there. I've never and write we didn't in a, even write really get that wild yet. No, you guys have done it once or twice here so far in Pittsburgh. I think three times. Three of them. Okay. Yeah, we got a weird like somebody put bicycle. How the fuck? How you do tell you that story about you and your son in the car. We and just the man on the yeah, bicycle. Now that just now happened. You're like, ready. You know what I mean? I, I will definitely <laughs> bring bring some stuff up. So because like <laughs> what happens is if I do something, if I say something. Or maybe I don't have anything, but maybe Tracy might have something. And by the time she get done saying what she's saying, I can build something off my head and piggyback. A reminds me of C, yeah. and now I can go. And do then Sean could do the same thing too, like you know when she. But a lot of times, Sean just be shaking her head like. <laughs> I found funny, but I try my best to uh, embarrass and um, uh, Tracy. Just try to get her to blush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but really, you know, it really don't be working. But I, I like that. Like we went we did a we did one in her hometown, which is Meatville. Oh nice. And um she had an opportunity to talk about how like um the rumor about her is that she was gay, but she's not. Like, you know, and it was funny as hell because right. her mom was in the audience <laughs> and I was just I said, Wait, stop. I just need to say this to your mother because <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, ma'am, can you tell me two weeks after, because this is comedy, and a lot of people take things very seriously. Of course. And all I could do while I was up there, I was laughing so hard, I couldn't stop, was thinking about 
her being in the grocery store, <laughs> getting her groceries, and somebody from the church or something, because she, she goes to church. Her mother is, you know, she goes to church, and um, she's a really, really beautiful woman. She does, like, community service. She she helps with special needs people, so. She's good with God. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. good. Like, she's in. Covered. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel like if I could call her and I tell a prayer to her, she could get it to God. That's a lot like, you know closer. What I mean? Yeah. And it's going to get answered. <laughs> and so I I was like, I could just imagine her being in the grocery store and somebody approaching her like, you know, was that true? <laughs> I was just thinking about your daughter the other day. Because it's a whole town. <laughs> and she just looked at me and she shook her head. Every time I... I got to ask Tracy, like, did you talk to your mom? Has anybody approached your mother? Like, but they liked it. Good. Um, it's fun to be able to go back, yeah. especially for cities that are outside of downtown Pittsburgh, places yeah. that don't have entertainment every weekend, something that they can do. To be able to do those sorts of shows in the county is definitely a cool experience. Yeah, they've had, um, uh, the, the place we were in was very nice. It was a um, firehouse. And they, you know, they turned it into uh, like a restaurant bar. The food was really good. Man, I can't even remember that guy's name now. But um, he, he was he was a really nice guy. His wife was nice. The staff was very nice. Meadville is a nice looking little town to me. Right. Like, you know, um, I like country. I would live in the country. I would. I grew up in you know between Dayton and Cincinnati, so like it was a farming town that was on its way to being like a suburb. Oh yeah. So I like being a little bit outside. I think now that I'm in my 30s, I would I'm okay with being not in the hubbub of downtown. Anymore. I would like that. Like I wouldn't be able to, like I wouldn't want to live in Lawrenceville. Sure. Too tight. I like space. Like you know, I like space. I like where I can sit out and you know what I mean. I want to meet my neighbors, kinda, but I don't want to be on top of them. I don't like it. It's too cramped down here and. Um, my family are from like Brownsville and Fayette and Whitsit okay. and all that. And, um, I used to love that when we would come, I, we would, I would go for the summer and go out Brownsville. Like that was my favorite. Cause my great grandmother had a nice piece of land and a big house and two porches and a back porch. You could sit out and drink lemonade. And I love yeah. that type of stuff. But the city, you'd be like, eh, okay. You know, after a while. There's too many people around you. It is. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you don't want to hear an argument on the right, street. Right, your neighbors. Or, yeah, God yeah. forbid, people next door when you oh, live close God. to a bar or a restaurant. And yeah. Just... A lot of people have a hard time with that, that quietness. The silence of, yeah. of being, a, well, there are people, we wouldn't have audience members at open mics or at shows. That's true. If we didn't have somebody who didn't want to stay home. <laughs> That's right. That's you true. Know, That's a, true. I get it. Um, but I think there are a lot of people who, yeah, are afraid to just sit by themselves <laughs> and not. Yeah. That's why people get pets. That's why people get in relationships they shouldn't be in. That's why people are that afraid to uh, just be by themselves and focus on their own problems maybe for a minute. Sometimes. Do you know, speaking of pets, I've noticed a lot of people got a lot of comfort animals. Of course. Yeah, there's more uh, more and more because I don't think there's they're really checking anymore what the support animals really qualifications are. You see a lot more people getting their dogs onto airplanes, into restaurants, yeah. into scenarios where you and I both know that that animal probably has not been trained or gone through classes <laughs> to Listen, comfort you. I work with somebody, and she is blind. We've been working here for like four months, and that goddamn scene and that dog still don't know where her fucking seat is. She... <laughs> <laughs> 
find that shit funny every fucking day. Because she's like, where are we? And the dog just looked. Like, I'm, 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 we be hollering, take, go left, go left, go left. And that's fucked up. And I don't know who was like, you know what? For blind people, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get them a dog. A what? You sure? Yeah, sure. A dog. A dog could lead them around. I would just want a person. Just I would. Hire a person. They only got two options. You got the stick. And dog. And you got the dog. Yeah. But I would want a person. Because a person can really see. You got to get a payroll, though. I mean, how That's true. you, you want to bring people with you. That's the first job is I'm done looking around. Just tell me where we're going. You yeah. be my eyes. I'll be on my phone. Yeah, if posting. I was blind, I would want. <laughs> I would want. <laughs> I don't think people, maybe people wouldn't do that job. I don't know what the qualifications would be, but shit. Like, you know, I think that would probably be I a think drag. people would do it. work with that person all day. But how much, oh, if you don't get along with your person, like that guy sucks that has to lead you around. Yeah. Like he's a bummer to talk to when you're like, get like, to the, wherever you're going. Dan, you're a dick. You know that? I've been talking for fucking 20 minutes. You can't say nothing. You smother. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I can't yeah. see. You could tell me what we're walking by. You yeah, could describe something. some of these buildings. You, you ain't got shit. What is, I smell burgers. What is that? Is it, is it, is the, the king? Is it McDonald's? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's probably why they had a dog, but her dog, she is a, it's a beautiful black lab, but I, he, it's a girl. She's like, I think she's probably, I wonder what the dog thinks. It's, you know, it's their job. You know, some people are called to be, you know, police officers. Some people are called to be teachers. Some dogs, they were born to be seeing eye dogs. That's That's fucked up. And you ever hear people, real like true animal lovers, they're like, I want to come back as a dog. Do you? Or a cat. Like, (laughs) are you fucking serious? It's not like. That's got to be the most limiting life. Yeah, because if something goes wrong, you don't know where you're going. Right. You don't know the chaotic family you're going into. And it's not like you can pick up your shit and be like, you know what? Fuck this shit. And they have one bad kid. That's all it takes. (laughs) It's not like four people are delightful. There's one day when the shitty kid's by himself and you're screwed, Doc. Remember Nemo, the little girl, banging on. Get that, live with that motherfucker right there. Jesus Christ, I want to bite her so bad. We have uh, we have fish at my office, and I just go, what a what, why? What is this doing for anybody? Is know. this boosting morale? I like the sound of the water, but there was like for real, Nemo did make me want to set. You wanted more fish, fish around? Yeah, Get I don't even like there. the zoo anymore. Madagascar. Yep. Chris Rock did it. Yeah. He turned you off from Zeus. I thought of that. that and I went to jail and I was like, yeah. People Zoo. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Like, because I, I <laughs> Lions ain't supposed to be in Pittsburgh. No. I don't give a fuck what nobody said. No. They're not happy here. They, they, get, they put the climate, they don't do the, it's not the fucking same. I would hate that to be put in a fake environment. Like, Come on. I don't think we need them in every city. I can't imagine that every town needs a zoo. I was in, I did a semester in college in Honolulu, Hawaii, uh, and there's a zoo on Waikiki Beach. There's other shit to do. You don't need a zoo on a fucking island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Get the fuck out of here. Pittsburgh, let's go. It's one wild place. Yeah, that's enough. Right. You go to Southside. There you go. We got our zoo. That's our zoo. Southside is the fucking zoo. I was just uh, over there. I did a show at Club Cafe and I was talking about. I remember that. uh, I'll never forget when I watched the news and the business owner was talking about how every day he come outside of his business, he got to clean up vomit, feces, 
urine. And I was like, damn. He was so bad. Like, they had to bleep him out because that's how upset he was. And you figure if you're on the south side, you pay a nice little bit of money. So not not just for rent. Your business but, is doing fine. Yeah, he's paying money for rent as well for his To property. be down there, yeah, sure. To be down there to sell his merchandise and, you know, to have to deal with that. I would be, oh, my God. You just hope it's urine, you know. You got to deal with one, and if it's going to be one or the one of the three, I would probably. I wonder how I would deal with that. I was thinking you about vomit that. number one. You would prefer. Ugh, I, I'm man. not feces is last. I mean, that's got to be yeah. lowest on the list. Oh well, I would uh, have a power washer because I. You have to. You got to have a spray bag because I'm yeah. not doing the mop. I can't. I'm a get. I don't have a good stomach, so I would power wash it. I wouldn't care if it hits your car. I don't give a shit. I'm doing it. I'm power washing I'm getting it. Getting it away from me. Into the oh streets. I think I would film. I would have a camera, and then I would start airing that shit all day. Just like, so do you know this person in my shop? Like, yeah. look at look at look at shitter number two. <laughs> Let's enhance this. I would clip. have to do something, <laughs> and I do an announcement over. Look at this mother. Now look at it. Now look. Here he goes. Oh, he's doing it. You, you know that would be great. Like I would do like. Um, I just seen somebody do that. You roast them. Yeah. You yeah. Know, as the store. Yeah. There was a guy who does a football announcement, but he curses. I don't know if it was college ball. Okay. That shit was hilarious. I was like, damn, I wish that was real because that would make it interesting. Just cutting up. Yeah. He was like, and here he goes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I would like to hear the baseball game like that. The Absolutely. baseball game. That's the one. Is that your sport of choice? No. No? I like football. Baseball okay. is... um. You can say boring. If it you is want. boring. I like baseball. It's boring, but I'm boring. So, but I'm it's okay not with that. boring. It's boring on TV, but it's, not live. There, if you're there at the game, there's so many other things going yeah. on. It's I just a good place to to cut up and have a good time for three hours. Yeah, eat some hot dogs. And the stadium is beautiful. Gorgeous. Beautiful. There's yeah. nothing that I mean. Um, I will go just to sit in the stadium. Mm-hmm. I will watch. I do watch some of the game, but I go. For the just stadium. to be nice, to look out at the city. But I to, would love for the Pirates, the Penguins, and the Steelers to win all in the same year. I'm waiting on that. Okay. I think that would be amazing. I pray for shit like that. For the city that to have would, th- oh my fuck, three championships? God. It would be, but could you, <laughs> man, oh my God, for all three of them to win? I, I asked this older guy, I went to the restaurant 11, and I asked this older guy, I forget what year he said. That it came close or it happened. Got to be in the 70s, I'm sure. It's been a long goddamn time. And that would be phenomenal. Because that brings money into the city too, right? I Did you get swept up with the Penguins with the two championships in the last five years? Yeah. I I was happy about it. It more just interfered with open mics. It more got in the way of us doing shows, (laughs) not knowing if the game one would be Friday or Saturday night until Thursday. I mean, I've never even watched the Penguins game live. Yeah. But I root for them because it's my city. You root for the town. You know what I mean? I'm I'm football. My household was football. My grandmother, my aunts, my great-grandmother, all them women talked about football like men talked about football. You could not talk. Steelers football. That's it. Yeah, you no can't, questions. You can't ask no questions. But if you're watching the game, the only you supposed to say is "fuck no." What the? <laughs> that's no, you can't Damn have. It. Yeah, you stuff like that. Yeah, they had cases of Rolling Rock. Great food. We laughed all the time. But when the game came, especially on Thanksgiving, yeah, like uh, that's my most downtime. 
because a lot of my uh, family are gone, you know, and so I miss. I think for a lot of people, the holidays are tough. It's, uh, yeah, it as, wasn't before, but now it's like getting like, ugh, it's getting fewer hard to and get fewer into the that. people you want. Yeah, yeah you want to celebrate spirit. And I miss that. I miss that watching the game. My great grandmother was the type that would listen to the on the radio and watch. I had my uncle with that. Yeah. yeah, he's like, we don't like the national TV guys. Yeah. We listen to the we local listen radio. To whoever, whoever the announcer was. That's um, she also listened to baseball like that. She watched it, and she was an avid Pirates fan. She watched it. She listened to it, and that's what that was her thing. And I used to like to watch, you know, just watch them watch the game and how how uh, upset they would get and slamming shit and throwing stuff and. <laughs> Like, if you go to somebody's house and you watch the game, I don't care what team it is, and they're not loud, I need to, y'all ain't shit. Yeah, like, good job. Yeah, you're yeah, not good. Nice. People. No, you yeah. got to get into it. You got to get into it. Turn it on, yeah. get loud. Yeah. That's your city. Three championships. That's the goal. Have you ever gone to see a hockey game? Yeah, I've seen hockey games here. I've seen them. I'm not a big hockey guy. I love football. I played football growing up. Like, I love baseball. I'll mm-hmm. always watch that. I, a lot of college basketball growing up, University of Dayton. My yeah. dad's taught there for 20-odd years. They play Duquesne. I'll always go when they're in town. Yeah. I'll travel to see Basketball's them back home. Basketball's nice, too. I watch that I like shit. basketball a lot. And I've never had, like, an NBA team, so I've just watched players. I liked Tim Duncan a lot, so I, the Spurs would be the closest thing I have to a team. But if you, had, my dad, if you asked him his favorite team, he would say the 69-70 Knicks. Like, he doesn't care about sports today. Yeah. It's just Willis Reed. That's all he wants to talk about. My grandmother, my mother's mother... She, her, her team was the uh, Chicago Bulls because she loved Michael Jordan. Mike, yeah, absolutely. And the whole game, she would yell, work it, work it, <laughs> work it. And I said, like, ooh. And that was her thing. And when she said work it, she was talking about yep. them moving up and down the court. And she liked them. She liked the Harlem Globetrotters. She took me to see them. They came to the city. I've seen Arena. the Globetrotters. They're yeah, fun. Yeah, she took me to see them because basketball was her thing. So early on, I was definitely around women who liked sports. Did you Aggressive, play much? assertive women. No, I, I like track. Oh, sure. When I went to school. I ran. I threw shot put and discus. Yeah, I love track and field. I was not good at basketball. I try to play, but I push people a lot. That's what I'm. Yep. Yeah, I foul. I'm not good at. Con- I, <laughs> I elbow you. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's the type just of trying shit. to get to the ball. I yeah, thought I like that was dude. what we were doing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's what I thought we was playing like that. And like, oh, foul. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be softer. Elbow. Oh, we don't. Nope. Oh, okay. sorry. Sorry, I'll be softer. Yep. But I like track and field when I was in that was my sport track meets were great especially like high school age because mm-hmm. once your event is done you're just hanging out with your friends and it's you're nice. cutting up on the bus yeah you're doing, it's nice I like that and my I like daughter, the competition where it's still an individual thing but yeah. there's the team component of it too yeah my daughter is uh she likes soccer okay and I was like man soccer's fucking it's tough to get through yeah I, I'm and just, I was like, how do you not use your hands? She was like, you're not supposed to. I'm like, yeah, but how do you not? <laughs> not shove a little bit. I will bit, always you know. do something. I mean, Grab somebody's jersey. Or... She's pretty, I like to watch her. It's funny when you go to, because uh, she played for, she stays with her dad, so she played for Mount Washington. Okay. Right? And um, I was there with parents, like, that are, <laughs> what I don't get is, um, this is not the parent I was with her, but my son I was. I never told my son played football. I never told him, like basically hollering at him for what to do. I would just say, "Kill, go, run, kill. run, <laughs> run, motherfucker, run." I was that, and, and yeah. I embarrassed him. And he told me, "Mom, please stop doing that." For my <laughs> daughter, when she's playing soccer, it's the co-ed is boys and girls. Oh, cool! 
And I just like to watch her play soccer. But the other parent was like, what are you doing? That's not how you do it. You, I told you. I'm like, well, shit, I don't even want to come down here. No. Because y'all messing it up. It's just nice to watch kids play. It is. Like, it, shouldn't it be fun yeah, still? It They're 11. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> she lost, her team lost every fucking game. You ready to go get ice cream? Yeah. She's like, next year? I was like, man, you was kicking ass out there. She, did you see me? Yeah. I saw you. I watched. Yeah. You were great. You was great. I think that's what it should be because I didn't have that coming up. No. So. And a lot of, well, yeah. I, I wish more players looked at it that way. And at the at the youth age, especially, like now kids have to like pick their one sport by the time they're 15 years old and they can yeah. only focus on basketball or football if they want to get a scholarship in order to do anything with it. Where it's like when, you, when I was growing up, when you were growing up, you could play multiple sports if you wanted to. Yeah, you could. You could, you, you could, could do you everything. didn't have to specialize in anything. No, you did not. And that was, that was the coolest thing I think. But she had, she had fun with it. And, um, what else she want to try? Oh God, well, we got to try We got to do it together. Um, boxing. I was like, man, I really don't, but it's fuck it. I mean, let's yeah. try it. Let's see. Let's see where it goes. We can get punched in the face. And she just laughed. <laughs> you know, but I, I don't know. I, I think that her dad's not with it. You know, he doesn't want her to box. You know. She's a girl. Yeah, I know that. But huh? that's very beneficial. Right. Like, She's going to be on her own one day. Of all the people who should learn. Yeah. It's a girl. Yeah, it she should, should know how to punch a motherfucker Keep right in their face. Yeah. Um, because my daughter is very. My son is a uh, street right yeah my daughter is very nerdy she's book innocent. smart yeah yeah so she's very naive and friendly and those are that's the scary thing for me. yep i think my sister is the same way i don't like it i understand i like it you, um you'd prefer it that way yeah. but the world is not that way no. and as a parent as a loved one that's yeah. difficult to watch so because yeah. you're gonna you know that the world breeds heartbreak Life is going to hit her in the face. Mm-hmm. She should know how to take a punch. Exactly. Let's go boxing. I and like give that. one out. And then I yep. think boxing would be nice because while she's being nice and she comes across a royal bitch. She can like, well, if she's oh, your God. daughter, I'm sure she knows how to shit talk. I'm sure she's going to be able to cut up and, and, and have her moments where she yeah. might need to know how to box. She got a great. Uh, she's sarcastic. Yeah. And it's funny. <laughs> uh, she gets me a lot. She did do stand up one time. Oh, very yeah. cool. How did that at, work? I was at the, it was nice. I was at the arcade with uh, the Broad Squad. So it was Chrissy Costa. I was on her show. Very cool. It was me, Chrissy Costa, Sean McCarthy, Christina McNeese, Paige. Um, and then it was this lady named Peggy. And Chris, it was Chrissy's show. She was producing at the arcade. And, and um, I didn't have a sitter. And she was like, Mom, can I come with you? Because I don't take her because I do a lot of cursing, even though she knows I curse. But yeah. I'm like, Tori. Not yet. You know, I'm vulgar, vulgar, like not the regular word, shit damn, <laughs> you know, but I'm beyond that. And and I, I was like, ah, you know, I can't. And she was like, come on, mom. I was like, okay. So I'm trying to get everybody else not to say stuff. You know, people's drinking. I'm like, It's still a comedy know. show. Yeah, it's still we're in the night, back right? in the green room. I'm like, hey, y'all, you know, so they're being respectful because a lot of them have children and some of them don't. So, you know, but it's all ladies. Right. It's at least know? a green room without some of the characters. Yeah. There. So she had her iPad and stuff. And she's like, I really want to see you guys perform. And everybody's like, no, because it's not a clean show. Because. Yeah. So my daughter says, Mom, I want I want to try it out. And I say, uh, no. 
No. I can't add. It's in the middle of the show. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> right? And so she keeps at it. I said, all right, I'll ask Chrissy. I said, Chrissy, can I let her bring me up? So Chrissy was like so excited, like, hell yeah. This right? is great. Yeah, that's a cute so idea. I said, my daughter, well, what are you going to say? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking, Jesus, we got to write a, a two minutes, a minute set or whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, you tell me knock-knock jokes all the time. Do your knock-knock joke. She was like, okay. What amazed me was that she did that. Like, she was like, okay. Done. Sounds good. I it. know that one. Like, yep. And I'm on it. And I was just like, dang, when I was 11, like, I would have never been able to be her in that moment. Sure. Like, now her dad didn't like that. He wasn't. Not his favorite yeah. idea following in mom's comedy footsteps. Did, did your daughter get the itch afterwards? Was she like, I want to write some jokes? Well, she's only 11. She just did it the one yeah. time. <laughs> we talked about it. She was like, I mean, I could, mom. But I think she's so all over the place because she does really well in school. And I think that if she was staying with me right now, that's what we'd probably be honing in on that. Yeah. Plus all the other arts and crafts projects she'd be doing that I have to do with her. But... With her dad, they're different type of people. They're not artistic people. They're not. They are. I go to work. I save my money. I, I'm know, working towards this goal. Yeah, this I'm more school. of a. I fuck up. I. You, you learn know. lessons. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the most responsible, and they are. They're very. You know what I mean. And that's a good thing it's, because she needs. At eleven, that's a good yeah set of guidance yeah. to have both. And we bump his because of you know the personality personality type that I have. Um, I mean, well, shit, which is unfortunate, but, you know, that's that's just how I am. I think it's part of me, you know, being an artist that I am. Like, that's, I, that's how I am. I can't. I wish I could be. You know, very you drive yourself crazy, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah I can't do that. I, I, I'd say that to him all the time. I'm like, man, I'm not like, I can't be like you. I'm not, I'm never going back to school. I'm not doing that shit. I'm not, I, I don't, that's not what I think. I, my mind thinks about. You know, you need to get in this car. You know what I think most of the day? I want to get in my car and drive from city to city and perform. That's what I would really love to do. Yeah. I cannot. But that's what I would like to do. Until I really made it. Yeah. Like, and to then be able I to really say, tour and work the road. And, and Yep. And then start, hey, come on, y'all. And we got, we're going. Now you know who your feature is. You can bring your people. Yeah. And, yeah. I wish, but that's not what I have. I have to work. That sucks. I hate it. I do. How do you find that balance? I mean, you have to work a job, obviously, but you're now able to at least do some stuff out of state. You've been able to do more yeah. and more work since, I mean, you won the contest, what, about three years ago? Mm -hmm. And you've been doing jokes long before that, but that at least yeah. kind of opened up a lot of doors, I'm sure, at it least did. locally. It did. Um, a lot of people ask me, is I going to do the contest again? And I think, I think um, because I won it and I've done so many other things after, I don't think it I think it's, I'm supposed to let them other people do it. Yeah, because I think once you've worked weekends there, once you've yeah. done stuff there on the regular. It doesn't make sense. That yeah. is for people who You're in their Rolodex. Get, yeah, they're the, trying to get in and you should let them in. Yeah. It wouldn't be right to try to monopolize that all the time. Not that I would win every time, but still, I don't think you should do that. But um, the balance, I just, I don't know. I just take it a day at a time. Um, sometimes it comes up where my job is in a way and I explain to my job cause I'm liked on my job, Yeah, you know, and I'll, but I'll they, put in a lot of time for them. Like I'll come in earlier, but they know about um, comedy. They know it's the right. priority. They definitely know. Yeah. Good, okay. Um, but I like the company that I work for a lot and I like the people that I work with 
Um, they've even came to my shows too. So that's always like, cool. yeah, that is maybe not nice. always, but it's it, cool for some. It is. What you know? What with these group of people, definitely. If you is like because, your coworkers and you're upfront with them, yeah, and, yeah, and we'll talk about stuff. Shit, some of them was funny as hell. Like the chick, the blind chick. Um, yeah, she told me a joke, and she said, "Sam, I got a joke for you." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay," and she told me the joke, and I was like, "She was supposed to come, but she didn't." Um, because she has to rely on access and stuff. So I was like, all right, Tess, you can't come. I'm going to tell you a joke for you. She was like, really? I said, yeah, I got you. I went down to the arcade. I told her a joke. They laughed hard as hell. I'm going to tell you the joke. So the joke is a blind guy and a CNI dog, they go into a bar. And the guy picks up his dog, and he starts flinging him around the bar. And the bartender says, hey, man, what the fuck is you doing? And the guy says, just chill out, man. I'm just looking around. And I thought, <laughs> no, no, when Tessa told me, my coworkers didn't laugh because Tessa's blind, right? I laugh because she's blind, but she's telling a fucking joke, yeah. right? And a lot of people think that somebody, people, because they're handicapped, they don't, um, you know, I don't want to treat them as people. Not, they want to treat them like kids or like they're very delicate. You become tiptoey. You don't want to say right. certain words or say certain things. I talked to Tessa like, she... There's nothing going on. And right. I try very hard. I even speak to her dog. I talk to her dog like yeah, she's a human being, but I try to talk to her like there's there's not that that part isn't there because um she expressed how she feels, you know, outcasted because of that. And people do, you know. I I watch that with especially with senior citizens. People they they make their voice go louder or foreigners. Sure. You know, they'll they'll make their how are you? Like, a motherfucker, I, what? I think for a lot of people, it's tough to know how to act around somebody who doesn't either look like them or sound like them. Mm -hmm. You mentioned even earlier, like, being a white comic in an all-black room, situations mm -hmm. like that. For a lot of people, they may not know how to present, but if you've put yourself in situations where you're not the, you know, majority you figure out how to just talk to human beings like mm. they're human beings. And it would be nice because I think that the scene in general probably has a bad rap towards how we are towards comics that start later. People that aren't, you know, 20, mm. 30 people that are women. Obviously, we've got more and more shows that are popping up that are female centric. Mm -hmm. But even even when you do get to work, there are situations where you may be the only person that's black on a lineup or the only person that's a woman on a lineup. It's happened to me a lot. I'm sure. I know um, when I first started out and I would go to the Funny Bone, that was like the only time in comedy where I felt fucked up. All the, all the com comedians were white and they were not welcoming and they weren't. They just weren't, and they didn't really talk to me. And I don't know if it was because I was black or because I was new. I don't know. But um, as time went on, I didn't get that type of thing, and I worked with a lot of guys. Like, there's always been times where it was me, and then the rest is dudes. It's mostly a male field, mm -hmm. you know, and that may yeah. be, that's not just Pittsburgh, but in general, in general, there's gonna be more men that have done this job historically. Now, I, I think that with my, uh, personality type I'm not I don't know I'm not as I don't know you're not intimidated yeah, by those really situations at all uh, yeah. cause I like hanging around guys I've, I've hung around guys a lot so I talk a lot of shit that's easy for me it's like, easy you to, know, it fits your personality yeah to talk stuff around like be a guy like in a, in a sense but yeah. I, I don't have balls but still <laughs> <laughs> but when I've had times where 
the room was so like everybody was white and I was the only now black. we're talking audience yeah yeah I couldn't even say there was another woman like I was just the only black period and that is like oh shit okay you know but what helps is that the the comedians I was around like all right Sam we, we're going out here and you know whatever we have that camaraderie so I could get past that like all right but my experience in, in comedy is way different than other people's you know I've always had good experiences. I've I've never had, I don't know. I, I haven't been shit on, and if I was, I ain't fucking know about it. Didn't worry about it beyond I much. I didn't worry about it, like, you know. I think there are there's certainly people in Pittsburgh that are worried about who is in what spots. But at the end of the day, until you are working the road and you're doing stuff outside of the city, you're the king of what. Exactly. Like, what, that, are, what do you what get to be the top like, dog of? Is thank the, you, like, Gary. What are we worried about? This is what I feel about? like. When people say, when they be like, oh, I got to follow Sam, man, I ain't shit. Because you know what? I'm right beside you. Yeah. When you see me on TV, then you be like, oh, I got to follow. That's when you worry about following me. Until yeah. then, fuck, I man, I, shit. I'm in the same place I you am are. in the same place. When I am really getting work, road work and you see me touring Texas, Cincinnati, blah, 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 Vegas, Man, when you see that, that's that's what you should be. That's what I'm. That's what I'm worried about, man. To look at the competition here as competition is silly, Mm -hmm. and and it's such a it's counterintuitive because we were supposed to be having fun. It's supposed to be a track meet. We all the same. We all on the same level that we should be uplifting each other. Hey, man, I like that joke you did. You, You you try this. I think that would be funny if you add this, that, and the third. Other than that, man, and then or we fuck it, let's all go travel together. Yeah, and let's go and let's get it. But everybody's not really like that. But I fool with a lot of people that are. The, and the more people we have like that, the better as yeah, a community. Because I, you know what, it's unfortunate that because there's talent that came out of the city beyond comedians, actors, yeah, singers, <laughs> a lot. So. It's not to say that we don't have talent here. We do. What would be nice if, is that if Pittsburgh was one of the places where people came to look for talent. We have to go to Erie. We have to go to Cleveland. Yeah. That shit sucks. When we really got some funny motherfuckers here. We really do. We have some great actors and actresses here. We have some great singers here. Rappers. Like, we really do. And it would be nice to really put Pittsburgh on the map so that people want or drawn to come to or seem to check out the talent that we have. So when it comes time for different like comedy events, they come to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Not just stop at Ohio or Philly. And it, you got to go there. It's, like, you know. Yeah. I think it still is probably on the national stage looked at as, oh, I'm doing gigs in Philly or New York and I have to get to Ohio or Detroit. Let me find something. There's Pittsburgh. I'll stop. Right. And it's still kind of thought yeah. it that way. We're not on the map like that. You're where right. We should be. Well, we had a lot of greats to come out of here. And this is a great city. With all our problems. All right, fuck it. We got 52 bridges and racism. <laughs> Who don't? Like, you know what I mean? It's uh, still America. It's still America. But I think that it would be nice if, you know, we was one of those cities that were looked at that way. And... um and it's affordable compared to other towns. Mm-hmm. It is starting to kind of get some industry. And right. you just hope that that doesn't all get pushed out with mm-hmm. robots and animatronics and, oh, and other God. things that are coming. But I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. I always make sure they know I'm here for them. 
when they do come over because I don't need them listening to this podcast and, and thinking that I'm not on their side. Robots are taking over. You see, when you call a company, there's already a robot on the phone. Maybe I can help you. I didn't want to talk to you. I wanted to, I'm calling for a human. I'd have picked up the computer if I wanted to talk to the robots. I hate that shit. Just give not me somebody's goddamn job. Somebody at one point in time, you remember you used to call 411 or... Yeah. Four four one two five five five, and it was a lady that picked up. She's like, "Hi, how are you? My name is such and such. How can I help you today?" And you'd be like, "I need to know what time it is." Oh, thank you for asking. It's twelve p.m. You know I, what I mean? I told you earlier. I went to the show at uh, Comtra last night, uh-huh. and we drove through Cranberry to get there, and the, we passed the movie theater. And on the sign, it just says, "Check out our website for movie times," which just means to me, we're high school kids. We're not going outside. We're not updating this. You just look it up on your phone. We're not That's we're not crazy. helping you no more. Yeah, used to. <laughs> we used to have to go out here once a week, change the movie times, let you know Friday we're not doing this time. Just go to you our website. You know that's hardest for we good older people. Of course. Okay, so now they pushing a lot of shit. Internet, internet, internet. I website. worked. I worked in the strip for two years before the job I have now, doing like support for an app company, and mm-hmm. they basically did loyalty apps where you could scan a QR code at your coffee shop and get points for a free cup of coffee or whatever. Mm-hmm. But 90% of that job was me teaching old ladies and old guys how to use their smartphone. Exactly. Hey, I, the camera's not loading. Okay, here's what we got to do. I'll take you to this step. Damn it. It's just like, like they can't. I work in customer service and health field, and so you can tell somebody, okay, well, you can go to this website. I don't have a goddamn, old people tell you. Yeah. What the hell do you mean? Why can't I just talk to someone? Well, the form is on our website. I'm sorry. What the hell? (laughs) Like, you know what's funny to me when people will say stuff like, well, my email don't work. Or they'll say, um, well, my computer's not working right now, so I can't get to my email. And I be wanting to say, well, you got one on your cell phone. You're calling me from a... I'm like... No, Maybe they got a landline, Sam. You got to like remember that shit. Like, okay, remember. you're right. <laughs> hey, how about this? Uh, you know, everybody is not ready for that, but they have to get ready. And right, you know, you I do spend a lot of time walking through websites with people and them breathing hard. And God, I don't know where the screen went. Oh, I had a woman who called me. Uh, from our, I work, I do automotive marketing and mm-hmm. we had posted a photo that on our website, on our Facebook page. And she called so I could email her the photo because she couldn't download it from her computer to her own computer. So I had to I'd walk her through and I had to send her an email of the photograph. And you know what? I did it with a smile. Uh, I mean, sometimes you're just like, okay, I do find myself getting frustrated. Sure. And that's a part of because. It's halfway because people get on my nerves. The other half is that because I don't want to be here. I want to be on the road. Yeah, of course. Right. And um, yeah, when when you could be elsewhere, when you know, like after a good set, when you have a good weekend, a oh couple God, of shows, man. you're like, I need to be up there with these. I can't be down here. I'm down here talking to Geraldine's ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's not listening to me and I'm telling her what to do. She's not listening. Now she's getting smart. And I'm like, man, I'm just trying to help you up this fucking phone so bad. And it takes a lot sometimes to be like, okay, well, you know, it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Oh, fuck. There's a lot of people who can't do customer service of any kind. Just yeah, never had enough parenting to just be good to human beings. Yeah, like they can't. They just don't. And as long they as they can't. find a different job, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
what's your goal for the new year now that we're and it's not even new year's coming up it's my birthday this week so oh, i'm, I'm hey, in that sort of mindset be 33 this week okay so. big three three yep. what you doing uh, we're doing a little brunch on Sunday or Saturday. Just mm-hmm. people can come out, bring their kids, hang out at Spirit. It's, uh, brunch. Just a brunch. And then my lady's got a plan for oh, Sunday. I don't okay. know. Osha Dwyer, who's another stand-up in town okay. and I've been dating for a while. All right. That's yeah. good. She cute. She's nice. Osha, I think I met her before. She oh, used to sure. do the arcade a lot, right? Yeah, she ran, um, she hosted there. So they like rotate it now. Like the first Saturday used to be blue light special. She has brown hair. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I did meet her. She's very nice. She's funny. Nice. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. So I'm she's okay. doing something fun for me Sunday. It's a surprise. I don't know what it is. Maybe a threesome. Maybe. Fingers Double crossed. Yeah. This episode comes out I mean, this week. It'd be odd. It's more pressure yeah. for a guy. Never mind. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I can hardly handle one woman. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> we, she's just. Well, women are the dudes. Threesomes. They're like, uh, yeah, until it really goes down and they got all these fucking rules. This, you can't have rules. And uh, the man can never really look too excited. He can't really truly enjoy himself unless you don't know the people. Right. That's yeah. the only way it's going to work. When you love somebody. All three strangers. Yeah, you can't. You just got to be like, oh, I don't want to. You got the whole time. You if I like, have you to want. do this. Yeah. If I come, if, you know. If it's going to make yeah. you happy. No, brunch sounds great, though. That's what's up. That'd be good. I just like eggs, man. I just oh, like shit. eating breakfast. Well, that's going to be great. But my goals are just to, just to basically just to keep working. Okay. Just to keep working. And, um, you know, uh, I did put up a post. That there was a guy in New York that uh, was looking for comedians. And he said he can put you in front of some people, you know, that are going to take you to another door and all that type of yeah, shit. Like agents. Always, so, yeah. You know, I look forward to just doing, going and start doing those rooms. Spending and, some time up in New York. Yeah, or getting still doing the three women, one mic with Tracy and him and, uh, and Sean and um, just, like, much more stuff. And... That's about it. Just keep building. Yep, just keep building and hopefully networking and meeting other comedians. I talked to a lot of comedians from Cleveland, like Marcus Martin and uh, mm-hmm. John Burton. I really like him. I've and, met John um, a couple of times. He's, he's great. He's really nice. Yeah. Um, he brought a female down with her, him, and she was really funny. I just met uh, Amber Maida out of Cleveland, who's great. I was hosting I at Handbones a couple of weeks ago. She's very funny. Yeah. And see, I know I know a couple other female comedians out of uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and I like it. I like going up there. I like them. I it's like a quick drive Cleveland. too. Cleveland's a good, yeah. and it's a good city to be in. And they've got like five clubs and like mm-hmm. a good amount of work to be Baltimore's done. Baltimore's nice. I had an opportunity to work in Baltimore when nice. I lived in Maryland. I, I keep in contact with those guys like uh, a lot. Not a lot, but enough. You know, like, hey, what's going on? I don't do no shows up there, but I definitely... I've done Baltimore know. once. I lived there from 2009 to 2013. So mm-hmm. right out of college. I was like in um, Patterson Park and then in Federal Hill. Okay. Um, I loved it there. I've done comedy once. I did this podcast. I actually did a live episode for the Baltimore Podcast Festival back down there, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. What part of Maryland were you in? I was in... in uh Howard County, so oh. I lived in Jessup, yeah. and then I lived in uh, Columbia, Maryland. Nice. And that was cool, and then I would drive up to Baltimore, and I did a couple little shows in Fort Meade and little different spots. I mean, it was cool, um, but it wasn't like home. Yeah. Like my buddies. And um, I just, I'm glad that when I did start, when I really did start stand-up, um, that I met Terry T. Robe. Terry Jones, Bill Crawford, Jeff Conkle, 
and um got in Jerry with a good Wilson. group of people quickly yeah, yeah. there were some good guys they never terry jones is one of the all-time i put him up there with man, anybody as far as just, just good like to talk comedy dude. with and just be a good human being he is he's a you great just example like talk to, you can ask him anything and he'll tell you he's very helpful same with t robe and Bill Crawford's cool as hell. Crawford's one of the funniest people. Jerry Conkle, Jeff Conkle, I'm not, not Jerry. Jeff Conkle Jeff ain't around enough. T-Rope. Jeff Conkle, I, if if he didn't have a career that he's super successful at and a wife and kids, he's the funniest like yeah. human being writer. Funny. I've never, I and not that Jeff he. Jeff Conkle's funnier than me. Not that we don't all For have real. struggles in moments. I've never seen Jeff sweat at all on stage. Right. I Je- think all them guys are funnier than me. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Jeff Conkle is. Definitely. You put him ahead. Yeah, way above me. Him and Terry and T. Where I do all of them. Like they're like, yeah. like I look up to them. Like my, I light up. Sure. When I see them, but it, and it, and it just, I don't know. It makes me feel good to be in the same room with them, or even on the same lineup with them. But Jeff Conkle tells this goddamn joke about people from the South and how they was like communicating with a woman and. He does the voice, but he's talking about sex and that man. That shit is so funny <laughs> to me. Like I, that's my favorite joke. I, he's very funny. He does this thing about his grandma and how she got these drugs, but they're like the high blood pressure pills and shit like that, and the quilt. And he's a funny dude. Like, um, yeah. you were on a, a killer lineup last night too, down at um, the Oaks, which is one of my favorite rooms uh, I've worked. Aaron, Aaron was on. Sean Collier. Um, Collins last show in town. Collins last show in town, and uh, Kaylee, Kylie, Kaylee Dumas. Yeah, nice. I didn't she know was she was on. on. I didn't get That's to see good. her set because we were downstairs and it was upstairs, so I didn't get to see it. But I think that was the first time I ever met her. Nice. I could be wrong. She's funny. She's been hosting an open mic on Thursdays at the Yard in Shady Side the last few weeks. Okay. So she got a new room that she's been hosting and and putting up comics before Hambones on Thursdays. Yeah. If the people who are listening want to check out your shows, you on social media, what's the easiest way to find you? Hey, I'm on Instagram, comedian Samantha Bentley. On Facebook, I'm Samantha Bentley. Uh, I don't have any other weird names, (laughs) and (laughs) I don't have anything else coming up this month so far. But I am going to be. You do you want to? You do want to look out for the three women one mic. Unfortunately, we're going to be in Cleveland, but if you want to come, nobody's stopping you. You can. It's a quick drive. Cleveland's beautiful. Yes, you might as well come on down. You ain't got shit to do. You, you ain't know doing what I mean? nothing. We can fuck with some Browns fans. You know what I mean? Like, egg them, maybe. <laughs> Just fuck with them a little bit. If you want to follow me, I'm at Dropping Bombs, B A U M S, on Instagram and Twitter. Garrett Titlebomb, it's nice to see he's working, has new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes, Laughable, Stitcher, and now Spotify all over the internet. You can find us. For the listeners, thank you for checking out our show. That's it. That's all. I'm going to be 33 this week. That's right. What were you doing at 33? What advice do you have for me as I age? Uh, My life was very different. I had a kid, and I was unmarried, and I was very depressed. I had goddamn parts bottom. So for you, I would say... Get fucked up. Number one. First, have a good time, like like a nice, classy time. And then after that, get <laughs> fucked up. Annihilated, um, preferably close to home so you don't have to drive and okay. you can be safely, you can safely pass out on top of something in your home <laughs> uh, and you don't go to jail. But um, 
just really have a good time because I was not good at 33. I was. I did. I had postpartum to goddamn depression, and I had a baby, and that shit was sucking ass. But now look. He's coming to all the shows. He's hanging out. No, it wasn't him. It was my daughter. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Because he's 22, so. Yeah. I'm old, man. I'm fucking 43. You got 10 years on me. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do at um, 44. I don't fucking know. I'm probably going to be drunk. Yeah. I'm going to be fucked up. Put a few back. Do you like to perform on your birthday, or do you like to take the day off and do nothing? No, I perform. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I've last last couple of shows I perform high, and I don't like it. I ain't doing this shit. Like that. I find it's very difficult to. I can't remember shit. I I struggle to remember stuff, but I don't even like act. Like there's no act out. I'm so like mono faced. Yeah, I don't like it. That it's just you're not. If I'm on alcohol, that's funny. Yeah, but you I can't can have... be too. I just got to be like a little hit buzz. But the best way is sober. That's definitely preferable up there. Yeah, it is. I think so, too. It is. Any advice for the comics that are in the contest this year as a former champion? Um, Wish everybody well, but do your best. Don't backbite. And don't worry about who's funnier and who ain't. Just be as funny as you can be. That's the best way. Like, you know, everybody, we, we are from the same city trying to get the same thing. It's enough for all of us to eat. We should all eat together. And, you know, that's it. Just have fun. Have fun with it. Because people come, really come to the improv to laugh. They got to spend a lot of money. That shit is expensive. It's not yeah. cheap. So they want to come and laugh. And make them laugh. Do your job and keep it going. It's, it's an exciting time to be in that contest. Like, I used to be terrified. Going in round to round. Coming yeah, through, I yeah. Used to be terrified. I was surprised I won because I didn't think I was going to win. I really thought Jasmine Carter from Cleveland was going to win. Jasmine's great. Yeah, she's way funnier than me. Well, that's a funny motherfucker right there. I'm like, damn, yeah. I know I ain't <laughs> win. So when they they was calling the names, when they ain't called me as number three, you're like, oh, I didn't get I it. I was like, oh, I'm le- I was leaving. I was like, oh shit, I bombed. Headed I to the back door. T. Robe opens the envelope. Yeah, and it was like Samantha Bentley. I was. Ha- Almost to the uh, door. You're like, what? And my dude was what? like, at the time, he was like, "Where <laughs> you, you won? How the Mac? Like you won?" I'm like, "No, I didn't. I didn't win." And like Sam, they just said your name. Ah, oh shit! Like I, it really surprised me. So I mean, and Jasmine's doing amazing. She's out in uh, Vegas. She's doing a lot of skits. That's something else I got to get into. It's nice. hard to, you know. But you know, I got a lot of good ideas. So yeah, I'm just. That's the advice I would have any on anybody. Work on you. Be the best you. I like that. Fuck everything else. Just do you. Be Just funny. You. Be kind. Yep. Get after it. Yep. Sam, thank you for hanging out with me today. You're welcome. I'm thank glad we you. got to do this. God bless. You have been listening to Unplanned Comedy Pods, a podcast collective.